Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we talk to Christy from Pack Your Pixie Dust and the DCL Podcast about her recent trip to Disney World over the December holidays. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. And we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can check us out for bonus content at patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered or make a one-time donation. You can also support the podcast at no cost to you by using me as your travel agent if you're looking to book a Disney vacation. Contact me, Joseph Chung, at travelmation.net to get started today. Send questions or show ideas for the podcast to DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, tweet at us, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, or connect with us on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As The Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips With Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Decipher. So on today's episode, we have a trip report from Christy Pudick from Pack Your Pixie Dust and the DCL podcast. She is coming back. We're super excited to have her. Christy, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. One reason why we wanted to talk to Christy about her trip is that she actually visited Disney World over the holidays. And if you've been paying attention right now in January, there's like nobody in Disney World. Uh <laughs> relatively at least i mean we're we're approaching like august levels maybe not that low but the crowds are super low right now however we're expecting that crowds are going to pick up again in march and april so you know if you're traveling during spring break or really any time after march you might start seeing crowds like christy saw at christmas time so it's gonna be great to hear just how crowds are when things are quote-unquote crowded now at disney world and we'll definitely get some tips about you know how you can manage those crowds uh, when you're on vacation so christy you know let's get the plugs out of the way first so christy is a travel agent she has a dcl podcast you know how can people connect with you you know what do people need to know about you and your uh disney cred i am everywhere on the internets at pack your pixie dust so if somebody wants to find me in one of any of their preferred location they can i guess not tiktok i'm not quite on tiktok yet one day but not kudos we're, no we're, no we're, we're no, anti-tiktok we have to it's the thing apparently you have to go to tiktok no no yeah. no, no. <laughs> no we're good we're good the first thing we want to talk to you about is as you put it to me when we were talking before the show you and your family had essentially not left the house um, before <laughs> you went to Disney World in December. Now, to be fair, you kind of did a little staycation in Florida for an extended period of time, and Disney World was only a little part of that. But you know, I want to ask you, since a lot of people, I mean, Leslie and I, in a lot of ways, are like that as well. If we were to go to Disney World, it would be kind of like our first big thing. So what was that like, you know, kind of making that transition from like not going anywhere to like all of a sudden being in the theme parks? Yeah, I was the only one that would leave the house and I would leave to go to work for about a half a day once a week or once every other week and throughout the pandemic. So everybody else was basically home. My son would go see my mom and he had one little friend across the street who also they saw nobody as well. 
So that was it. That was, and they played outside only. So we were in this really weird little space of just living in our own little tiny bubble. So we've kind of actually come to Florida and done the same thing. I've been really hyper-focused on mask wearing and making sure, I mean, we're obviously wearing our mask. That's not a problem. But even staying away from everybody else who are not properly wearing masks and then sticking with Disney properties for the most part for dining just because we feel more comfortable there. In December, I would say we ate in some restaurants because there were some restaurants that we really wanted to go to that only had indoor dining. But we have since stopped doing that so that we're only eating outside right now or in our own little rentals. It was weird. It's still sometimes weird that we went to Florida after leaving. We left the bubble, basically, but are still really in our little cohesive unit still. I really do wonder how are we all going to go and live in society again. I know that's off topic, but yeah. <laughs> no, we all are we all are wondering the same thing. I mean, like taking that first baby step and I myself I've been on a couple of trips within my state of California, you know, all kind of outdoorsy yeah. and uh it is a big step and Florida, which has been in the headlines for all of its own good and bad reasons, uh you know, is a big big first baby step to take. So <laughs> <I know. laughs> And like in Michigan, I wasn't even going to the store. My husband would do the shopping. And so I wasn't even out in that part of the world. Like I said, I had to go to work, but we, everybody kept so far away from each other the times we were at work. So it's been weird. (laughs) That part is weird. And we flew here. So let me, let me, I'm going to tell you guys this because I know some of your listeners are concerned. Right now we've been flying Delta. So if we have to fly, we fly Delta. Um, My husband drove our car here and my son and I flew. And that was mainly because my husband would not be in the car with us to come from Michigan. So he drove down and my son and I flew and Delta's still blocking off the middle seat until the end of March. And so I would just tell some listeners that might be concerned maybe to fly that carrier. There are possibly other carriers that are still doing it, but the other main ones are not blocking off middle seats anymore. That's a great tip for folks who have travel plans coming up. And if you're going to fly some other carriers, perhaps fly off peak periods like Southwest, yeah. you know, if it's if it's not full, you're going to have an empty seat next to you, but you've got to be flying at a time when, for example, there's not a lot of demand. <laughs> so yeah, but I mean, I, I definitely have... <laughs> Noon on Saturday might not be the best time to fly. <laughs> Right, exactly. Tuesday at, you know, 4 p.m. might be better. <laughs> Something <Yes>. like that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, great tips. Well, let's let's dive into Walt Disney World. Let's just first tackle the other big elephant in the room, like how were crowds at Christmas? And how did that make you feel stepping out of your bubble for <laughs> the first time? You know what's weird is they weren't bad. Have you guys been at Christmas or Thanksgiving or one of those major holidays? Not to Disney World, only to Disneyland, which is crazy. Okay, so last year we went to Walt Disney World for Thanksgiving, and I think that was the first time we'd ever been at Disney for a major holiday like that, where, you know, schools are out and the crowds are just coming. You could not walk down back where It's a Small World is and Peter Pan. They were directing traffic. So this was last year, I think, so 2019. You could not walk through that space. You were crawling. It was painful. It was not like that. So even though there were some periods where you were a little close to people maybe for like a second, that would probably make me twitch a tiny bit. It was only for moments. It wasn't anything like a major holiday. So we got very lucky. And if if they do not increase the crowds 
exponentially before spring break, people coming from spring break or even President's Day are going to have a vastly different experience than they've had in the past. I think it's weird because a lot of times we measure crowds mentally by like wait times, especially Leslie and me since um, we're so into attractions. And even though wait times have been longer, aside from those choke points like Small World or Adventureland, you know, it does seem like the crowds are not too crazy. I see people post doom and gloom pictures on social media and stuff like that, but that's like always at like cavalcades or it's like at very tight spaces. So in general, do you feel like, you know, you could walk around, you know, you had space, you know, you, you kind of felt comfortable with the personal space that you had? I would say for the most part, there were there are definitely moments. So if you were going to stop for a cavalcade, you have to go out of your way to make sure there's not going to be a situation where somebody's going to come up next to you. Because for whatever reason, people are forgetful of the six foot rule. Like if they have the little circle to follow in line, they can follow it. But when it's time to leave the location, they cannot seem to keep themselves separate. People still have that mindset of fill all available space. So they're literally filling their family in every available space. So you can't even get around or find your own space because people are taking it all up. So there are moments like that that are definitely occurring, but you can also find your own way. So where did you stay during your trip and how was it generally? For our Disney Christmas week portion, we stayed at the boardwalk. So we were in a one bedroom with our DVC points and we thought that was great. The location is phenomenal. I will say that being celiac, meaning I medically have to eat gluten-free, is tricky at the boardwalk right now. But there is enough dining in locations, and we obviously planned for that so that I could be prepared. But dining itself at the boardwalk for celiacs kind of non-existent, if you ask me. Like I asked him at the pool if I could eat what they had and We weren't going to eat there that day, so it really didn't matter. But I was just curious. And they're like, no, we don't recommend anything (laughs) if you have an allergy. I was like, okay. Wow. (laughs) That's like so not normal Disney procedure, right? Well, well, I mean, I think we should point out, and, you know, I was going to ask you about this. Boardwalk is only open because of DVC, so it's not like fully operational or anything like that. So what was the experience of having like kind of like a partially opened resort? It was really nice. (laughs) Yeah, that part was fantastic. I've never been one to really embrace crowds. The boardwalk itself was empty most of the time, which is really weird, but really great. There wasn't a lot else missing. They didn't obviously have any activities on the boardwalk. And at DVC resorts, at many of them, they have that community center And they still had the community center going, the community hall, and they still had activities at the community hall. They were just, they were different activities. So like there wasn't going to be a bucket of crayons that kids could share, but they could have crayons. And even in restaurants, most of the time, most restaurants could still give out crayons. They just didn't want them back and they were never going to use them again. In a lot of ways, Disney really has figured out the COVID. The issue is, I guess, still the other people that we have to go to Disney with. There's a lot of noses in general hanging out, but... Yeah, Disney, uh, I know that you got your travel agent email today, Christian. Disney sent a reminder that uh, masks are mandatory. And I was like, huh, if they're sending that, then there must be something going on in the parks. Did you notice, though, the line, too, that I didn't notice the first time I looked at? Because I was like, seriously, why are they sending us this? That it even said, even if you've been vaccinated, you still have to properly wear your mask. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good reminder. Yes. I mean, I think the CDC and all the scientists are saying, even post-vaccine, we should still be practicing the social distancing. It's just, you know, maybe we can be out a little more. I, I think it was a good reminder by Disney, but I, it did raise my <laughs> eyebrow that they uh, For sent sure. it out. 
So tell us a little bit about the boardwalk. You know, what are the amenities there? I know that the scary clown pool slide is going away, but uh, you know, here, aside from the scary clown, the pool is really nice. And, you know, what kind of food options are there uh, if you're not celiac? There is the boardwalk bakery, which people love. So you can get sandwiches, you can get breakfast options, you can get the refillable mug, I think they're still selling those. Honestly, I'm, I'm pretty sure they are, but I wasn't really paying attention to that aspect. That's where you would refill that. You could also refill that at the pool if you had a mug. And the pool, the bar was still open. And I believe you had to go up there, though, to order your drinks and stuff like that. For the most part, we went swimming one day. For the most part, people were putting their masks on to go to the bar if they wanted to order a drink or order any food for their kids. The pool there is great. So the Creepy Clown Pool is gone. It is now the uh, the coaster, the Keister coaster. Is that what it is? Something like that. So it's the Mickey and Minnie from Runway Railway type theme. It's a much smaller footprint now. So the, the clown pool that was like all clown all over, giant clown. They actually, like, like they cut the surface in half. My son loved the slide. He went many, 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 many times by himself. As a parent, this slide is actually better because you can see your child more. So you don't have to go up there with them and you, or you don't have to feel as concerned with them going up because there were blind spots with the old slide. Yeah, when there's a gigantic clown face, sometimes <laughs> it's hard to see your kid on the stairs behind it. Yes. <laughs> so he loved it. He went down it a million times. So it's a great pool. And it's a really, it's a sizable pool. And Disney has, they have pool chairs separated between families. They actually ask you to push the back of the chair forward when you leave it so that you can let somebody know that you've left and they clean, they clean the chair all up. So all of those steps were great. And and honestly, Walt Disney World right now is sort of like the cruise line. I mean, they are cleaning every second, every space. All kinds of handrails, all kinds of things like that. They are just constantly on it, cleaning it. So that's really nice. Other than that, the boardwalk, they have Trattoria Al Forno, which is a great Italian restaurant. There's the Abracadabra Bar that also gets some food from Trattoria Al Forno. So if you wanted to go into that bar in the evening, they will actually allow you to order. So they have some of their own small plates, but they will allow you to order some of the food from Trattoria Al Forno as well. And then some, you guys may know, I'm sure your listeners know that there used to be a character breakfast at that hotel, but right now they're not running it. So, but you can still go and get plated breakfast. That's it for dining, I believe, at that resort. But the beauty of it is you're so close to everything else. Like one night we went, we took the Skyliner to the Riviera and had their quick service for dinner. On Christmas morning, we went to Ale and Compass at the Yacht Club and had our like Christmas brunch there. And so there's so many great locations that were very close. Well, speaking of things that are close, let's move over to Hollywood Studios. I know everybody wants to know how Rise of the Resistance is working, and I want to know if you got to ride it and how hard it was. How many t- how many tries did it take to get your boarding pass? We rode it twice during Christmas week, and we had zero issues. And one of the days, I, I actually messaged Joe that morning. I was a little freaked out. We were too quick on the draw. My husband had a meeting that he had to attend. My kid had school, which I would have been fine for him missing school because he was still in school, like on the 22nd. It was crazy. So I would have been fine with him missing it, but my husband could not miss this meeting. And our boarding group got called <laughs> like at 830. So because I got boarding group five that day. We arrived three hours late, though, and nobody said anything to us. We had no issues whatsoever. 
I think I told you when you messaged me that mm-hmm. I had gone like 10 hours late one day and it was no problem. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. That's true. It was the before <laughs> times, so. It was the but, before times. But time. now you have a new data point that we can use. Yes, and we were definitely late one other time by over an hour. And again, we didn't have any issues that day either. And we didn't have to give excuses. We literally just walked up to them. They scanned and we moved on our way. That experience, you know, Rise, I'm not even a Star Wars person. I understand it. I kind of get the story. Is the very coolest ride experience anywhere that I have ever experienced. So there's something new we see every time we we ride it. My son is seven and I would say he's, as a general rule, a little bit of a scaredy cat. And he absolutely loves that ride as well. Yeah, that's so true. I got to ride it five times. Is that? I think that's right. Back to back during the media, okay. the media uh, preview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally jerky. I know. Totally jerky uh, comment. But no, I mean, I was amazed that every time I rode it, I saw something different. And I can imagine that it's just highly repeatable for folks. I mean, it's not one that got old. Like, I certainly can't ride a Barnstormer multiple times, Joe. (laughs) Of course, only the most dedicated of parents would ride the Barnstormer repeatedly. During Christmas time, had they already started loading multiple people per car? Like, was the plexiglass up? And if you have experienced that, you know, how does that affect the experience overall in your mind? Yeah, it was up. And for me, this particular ride, the plexiglass did not affect us. But for my son, who's only seven and real small, it did affect us. And so actually, we were just recently there and rode it. And we requested because red and orange are in the back row. So when you go up and you're finally on the last circle before you're going to ride the ride, if they put you on a red circle or an orange circle, you're in the second row. If they put you on blue or gray, you're in the front row. So we went up to this woman and we said, and we were like the second people to arrive all, there were three out of four little circles available. So we just asked her, can we please have, I think it was the blue or the gray. I'm not sure which circle was available still. And she put us on the red and the people in front of us, it's not their fault, but they were huge. So my son has very limited vision. We did the ride. It was fine. We got off the ride and I went to the front and I asked to talk to a lead. And those are going to be like the bosses of the area, coordinator or a leader. And I said, you know, we made this request. I realize that in some lines requests aren't allowed, but there was nothing that would have prevented anything and any social distancing delays. There were no issues with our request and they did not even acknowledge it or honor us. And my son only gets to see then half of the experience. So she actually said that, as of right now, they are supposed to be honoring our request if somebody makes that request to be in the front row for Rise. Now, if you're in the very, if you're the fourth group to arrive, then you may not have that luxury because they may have to put you closer to somebody else. So you may not get that. But they said they are trying to, they are supposed to honor it. And they actually offered for us to ride it again. For us, it was like the end of the day or the end of our afternoon, and we were good. My son said he was good. My husband said he was good. So we thanked her very much and left. But I think it's important if you have a a shorter person in your party, you probably want to be in the front row. I mean, I know the First Order cast members are mean on purpose, but it does seem a little weird that she didn't even acknowledge the request. But it's good to hear that the lead was uh, so accommodating uh, about it. I would also note for everybody that that line is a good half hour 
to sometimes an hour, but at least a half hour to 40 minutes, pretty much every time we've ridden it. So people need to account for that in both their stomachs and their bathroom breaks and all things like that before they get in that line. Yeah, great tip. A lot of moving pieces going on with that. So good to get the update because uh, that one (laughs) is different every time anybody goes, I think. So let's talk a little more generally about just highlights from your trip, you know, from the parks themselves. Are there a couple that stand out that were good experiences from that time during Christmas? Well, it was great to go through the queue at Peter Pan because we had never done that. I hadn't been there at a time that would make sense and I was never going to wait in that line. It was so great to see Wendy's room. I loved that. And I love that we can mostly get through that line at a pretty reasonable amount of time. So that's been, for me, a highlight. At the end of the night, you can get on Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway in like 10 minutes which is just astounding to me. So that's a highlight for sure. I love that ride. It's so cute. It's so well thought out. Well, see, now you're rubbing it in for Joe and me because we (laughs) haven't gotten a chance to ride that attraction at all. Yeah, but hey, she didn't get invited to a media preview and ride it five times in a row. Okay, Leslie? So I I definitely did not. It was for research, Joe. It was for the people. Yes, yes, yes. yes. For the podcast content. We have have goals. Yeah. Um, We wanted to finish stuff up. We've stayed mostly in Hollywood Studios, which is fine since uh, we're closing up here with Christy from Pack Your Pixie Dust. You did go to Hollywood and Vine. They just reopened their character dining. Tell us a little bit about what character dining looks right now, especially Hollywood and Vine, which is one that's like really catered to the kids. Yeah. So I have never seen tables so spread out in my entire life. This was like, if you're going to eat indoors, but you're nervous, this is the place to do it. These tables are so far away from each other. It's definitely the most socially distanced of any restaurant. So what they do is they come around, they'll have the characters sort of go in the middle of the aisles and they have the tables on the edges, but even those are really far apart. So depending on where you put your child or your family, you can take like reverse selfies of yourself so that you can get the characters in a picture with you or with your child or whatever. They'll just be behind them or behind The character could be behind your whole family. That worked out really well. It was a really good dinner. They are currently in their, the Oscars, whatever that night, whatever that section of clothing is, is what they're in right now. So dressed up. But they were in still holiday wear for us. It was super cute. The meals were great. We all thought they were great. Lots of food, really good service. So it's definitely, obviously not an inexpensive meal, but my son got his character fix out of it for sure. For the characters, do they like not let the kids get out of their chairs? Like I'd imagine if they're trying to keep the separation, they're kind of like tell everyone to just like stay in your seats. Or is it like it used to be where you could kind of like pose for a picture standing up? As a general rule, you are not supposed to stand up to pose for a picture. I did not see any children getting out of their chair while we were there. And actually... All of the characters but one, and I can't remember who that one was, probably Mickey, because, I don't know, he seems to have, like, if anybody's going to have a chip on his shoulder, I feel like it's him sometimes, which is horrible to say. But one of them would not stand behind my child in a way that I could take a picture of both, you know, of him with, like, a character shot. But everybody else, all the other characters would. And, And I actually got that idea from another table that was doing it. I was like, hey, look at that. So, but I didn't see any children getting out of their seats. I didn't see any children getting out of their seats to run after the characters. There wasn't going to be any posing near them. 
I'm glad to know that it's being operated pretty successfully. I mean, I guess this is the pandemic is evidence that our kids can stay at their seats in restaurants, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, well, all it very... took was a worldwide <laughs> pandemic to get them to do that, right? <laughs> I did just see pictures, though, today of somebody that was at Topolino's for their character breakfast. And there were all kinds of children, like, from one section trying to peep into a room, the other room, because they showed up in some ladies' pictures that had posted them. So, apparently, it doesn't completely keep all the children in their seats. Yeah, I assume this is a your your miles may vary kind of situation, for sure. (laughs) Yes. The kids are getting vaccinated against sitting down in their seats. (laughs) Nice, Joe. So we like to end these episodes with a Disney do or don't. And since you traveled over the holidays, and honestly, as I'm sure you know, people have started planning their Christmas 2021 Disney vacation. So if someone is looking to travel for this Christmas, do you have a Christmas-related Disney do or don't to share with us today? My Disney do is that if you are staying in one of these villas, because... That's what is widely available to book as of right now, at least. Bring your own Christmas stockings because these villas have coat hooks and we were able to hang our stockings up and that brought our family so much joy and obviously something very simple. So you could bring your stockings, you can hang them up on the coat hooks that they have by the door and, you know, Santa can come. A very great way to celebrate the holidays, uh, for sure. I never thought about decorating my Disney hotel room. You know, I was once at a the all-stars and there was like a cheer group there and they all like wrapping papered their door and like decorated their windows and stuff like that so yeah it is a thing to decorate your disney room that's a great tip something that i never think of we found this tree by the way that was like some random day at target that it was half off this little two-foot tree that we got for ten dollars that thing was perfect it held up beautifully and so i would also tell people to start looking about five weeks before their Christmas trip to look for a 50% off tree at Target. A double tip. Thank you so much, Christy. (laughs) All right, before we get out of here, why don't you share with us one more time where people can connect with you online if they want to hear more from you. I am everywhere at Pack Your Pixie Dust and then also at the DCL Podcast. All right. Well, thank you so much, Christy, for sharing your trip report with us. Uh, We really appreciate it. You know, glad you had a great time. Glad you got that extended time down in Florida as well. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate it. You know, if you have been to Disney World and want to share with us your experience, please uh, let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Other than that, Leslie and Christy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. And I will see you at the dumpster laughing at the clown in the garbage. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. (laughs) Bye, everyone.